When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I hope you're feeling a whole lot better. Baby animals do like them as well. I tell you who's feeling a whole lot better. The Blue and Gold Army are feeling a whole lot better about their potential chances this season. Been written off by pretty much everyone. But they came to the table last night and they toppled the storm. Something that most other clubs have not been able to do this season. In fact, no club has been able to beat Melbourne this season other than Penrith and Parramatta. Um... I think I'm right in saying that. I think it was back in round four. Their their sequence of wins started Melbourne Storm. They had put 19 together, joining the Roosters of 75, coached by Jack Gibson. And last night, they had the opportunity to step into the history books with the greatest and longest winning streak ever. But Parramatta denied them. So Parramatta fans, get in touch. Let me now know how you are feeling. Um... We're going to talk to Scotty Bailey, Scott Bailey from um, oh, his AAP Journo. He's across all of rugby league, really clever guy, and has an opinion on most things. We're going to talk to Scott Bailey shortly, um, but still, there's a lot of fallout, a lot of fallout. As I said in the opening to the show, not often you see rugby league on the front page of uh, our biggest uh, Sydney Sunday paper, and uh, a picture of uh, Joey Manu battered and bruised after surgery is on the front page of the Sunday Telegraph. I see in the sports pages, there are journos in there very quick to be tearing mostly the Channel 9 commentary team apart and their expert panel because the likes of Gus, the likes of Joey, uh, the likes of um, Paul Gallen all said at the time, well, I don't think it's an immediate send-off offence, Luttrell on Joey Manu. And i got to agree with them. At the time, I didn't think it was an automatic send-off offence. I thought it could have been a send-off offence, but I wasn't quick to say that is definitely a send-off offence. And I'm probably in the minority when I say that. But he was sin-binned, and, and even the NRL have since said that he should have been sent off. But you have to look at that a few times to, to realise Look, at the end of the day, it was direct, it was forceful, it was reckless. And Latrell Mitchell needs to adjust his ways. And I've got no problem whatsoever with him being slapped with a six-week ban, which, by the way, he will accept. Um, but I, I am defending a little bit the bunker and the referee for not immediately pointing to the sideline saying, you're out of here. Because I think you have to have a look at it a few times before you can make that decision. He went in aggressively. He went in with force. And yes, his right shoulder made heavy contact with the head of Joey Manu, who was falling a little bit. Um, But had he have been sent off, by the same token, I would not have had a problem with that. Okay, so that's where I sit on it. Trent Robinson, again, is under fire and he is facing a possible fine by the NRL for once again criticising the whole bunker system. I'm just baffled. He was down for how long? And then it took Joey to stand up and go and stick up for himself with a depressed fracture of the cheekbone. 
And then they still didn't want to do anything about it. Henry Perinara sitting in the bunker, didn't, didn't stop play, didn't do anything about it. Then Ashley asked them to play on and then the players went at it again. And then he just missed it completely. Perinara, who's supposed to know some footy, sitting up in the box and then doesn't do anything about it for maybe 30, 40, 50 seconds, doesn't do a thing about it. Joey Manu does something about it. It's a common theme of this year about the NRL and the bunker not looking after our players. It's been clear for, um, they've changed two rules, two of the major rules this year based on the bunker and the referees doing nothing about it um, on Roosters players. And you can say I'm playing up about a Roosters player, but the guy's off at hospital and then they get forced into finally making a call on it and then they send him for 10 in the bin. 10 in the bin. It's, it, was, it was laughable. It was that bad. It was almost laughable. They, don't know, they didn't know what they were doing. It was just, how do you send that for 10 in the bin? A guy will finish the year based on a late shot to the head and, and it's 10 minutes in the bin. At which game? Like, you, can't, you cannot make decisions if that's your decision. If you cannot do the job, get out of there. And it's shown that the NRL bunker cannot do their job this year. It's been a farce. It's been an absolute farce. Well, there is Trent Robinson not holding back. And he clearly, as you can hear there, he believed it was a send-off offence. And 10 minutes in the sin bin was grossly insufficient. That's according to the Roosters coach. Now, he's facing a possible fine. It's not for the first time he's spoken out against the NRL bunker. I'll be talking to Greg McCallum, um, head of the match review committee, former head of the match review committee, a little bit later on. Um, I'd like to get his opinion. Latrell Mitchell is one of the most charged players in the most in the last three years. Leading the list, charges, Josh Maguire, 13. Second on the list, or equal second, Latrell Mitchell with nine, Victor Radley, nine, Dylan Napa, nine, Jack Hetherington, nine, Jared Waria Hargreaves, nine. So Robbo's not happy at all. Um, but I, again, will state my position on it. For me, a send-off, for me, if I'm the whistleblower, is an intentional direct hit to the head. You go out there and I want to try and take your head off. That's a definite send-off offence. But when I look at the replays... But given the retweaking of the laws, direct and forceful, there probably was sufficient for a send-off. But you also look at the pictures again, and Joey Manu was in a squatted position. I do not think it was intentional. Okay, Scotty Bailey from AAP is on the line. How are you, mate? Good, Chris. Yourself, mate? Yeah, I'm good. Where do you sit on all this, Scott? Um, immediate send-off or not? Yeah, I'm... I'm going to disagree with you to some extent. I think it was an immediate send-off and more so because, uh, like you, watching it live just on the camera angle we had, I actually didn't think anything had happened to be honest watching yeah. in that first instance. But I think it's really important to remember that the bunker uh, had more than a minute of reviewing that. Like the NRL has come out and said that the touch judge at the time, as soon as the hit happened, said, yep, we need to review this, have a look at this, please. Yep. So the bunker had at least a minute of replays. They would have seen multiple replays from multiple angles uh, in between the time the hit happened and when Ashley Klein you know, made the decision and was told to Simbin Latrell. So for mine, it's a send-off based on that alone. Well, not that alone, but that, that's why I believe it should have been a send-off. Yeah. Obviously, you know, the NRL has been pretty unequivocal in that since. But I, I take your point. Like, you, 
I think if we didn't have the bunker, then it would have been acceptable for it to be 10 in the bin or a penalty. But the fact that bunker's yeah. there is what makes it a send-off for mine. Yeah, yeah. No, and fair play. I haven't got a problem with the send with mm. him if he was to be sent off. I wouldn't have had a problem with it. But I didn't see it immediately. What I'm saying, I didn't see it immediately as a, as a, a finger or a send-off, mm. uh, you know. Um, direct and forceful, yes. Careless slash reckless, reckless, yes. Uh, but it, it took me some time to look at that a, a number of times to, to come to that. Uh, conclusion. So the I think bar- the problem is is mm. oh, sorry, I was just going to say I think the problem is in a lot of ways is that we've seen so you know the match review committee comes out yesterday and slaps it from a grade to reckless which Latrell Mitchell and South Sydney at least have accepted that was the right charge. I, personally, I'm actually a little bit surprised they didn't try and push for a downgrade to a grade three careless, which would have given him some hope of playing in the grand final. Yeah, he misses a few games next year, but you give yourself a shot at the grand final. But anyway, they've accepted that. So South Sydney accepted to grade two reckless. I mean, we've seen guys sent off, you know, Rabadi, um, sorry, not Rabadi, Hetherington, the, the Broncos player, yeah. was sent off, um, Kobe Hetherington was Kobe sent off hit. for grade one careless earlier in the year. I mean, that was a bad decision. But what, what I'm saying is we've seen guys sent off for a lot lesser offences yeah. when it comes to the match review committee. So this is, I'm pretty sure it's the worst charge we've seen this year. So therefore, if that's the case, surely it has to be a send-off yeah. based on that alone. But I, I know what you're saying. Watching it, watching it live and in the immediate aftermath, yeah, maybe it wasn't yeah. as obvious. I guess. I, I guess I'm being a little bit defensive of the NRL bunker only because at the time I didn't notice it myself. But you're right; they mm. they have had a lot of time to look at it. And they should have acted um, a lot quicker. Uh, I've got a text in here, and they haven't put a name on it, unfortunately. But, boys, the bunker has how many screens in there, how many different camera angles and how many replays. And still they determine 10 in the bin. Um, should have been a send-off without a doubt. No name on that one, but you, you get the gist. I mean, most people, I think, agree it should have been an immediate send-off. I'm just saying, um, you know, as, as a keen rugby league observer and former player, I didn't immediately think that's a send-off offence, but would not have had a problem. I think, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying too, because I don't think it was intentional. I think that's really important, but it is also really important to say, like, this is a yep. problem in, in Latrell's game. Like, yep. we had the one earlier in the year, was it, hit on, was it Luke Garner or Dave Nofaluma, whoever it was, the West Tigers player, where he... Like Nofaluma. Yeah, Nofaluma. The karate, was, karate kick one? Yeah, uh, no, not the karate kick. Oh. There was the one where he, he got... Um, where he sort of jumped and tried to... Oh, that might have been Garner, was it? might have been Garner. Yeah, it was Garner, where he got contact with the head. And it was a different hit and it wasn't as vicious, but it was a similar kind of thing where he's gone in you know, carelessly or recklessly. And he, he certainly got no intent to, um, to maim Garner there. But the end result was that he did. And he got him in the head and he ended up serving four weeks for it. Now, if he hadn't have done that, then this would have been... He could, he could have accepted an early guilty plea here and walked away with a three or four week ban. So... You know, I think Latrell, he's, you yeah. know, there's no intention to injure there. He's, you know, he's a very nice guy. There's no intention to injure. But mm. the reality is that there's a recklessness in his game or an aggression in his game that he doesn't quite control sometimes. Yeah, well, I think we're sort of on, we've landed on the same sort of page there. Mm. What I probably need to adjust in my way of thinking is, Chris, Chris, scrap the thought that it has to be intentional for it to be a send-off. That is no way uh, what it needs to be in this uh, day and age. And, Not in 2021. The, no, no, exactly. And the fact that you and I were both scratching our heads there, which incident was that, was because Latrell's been involved in so many of them um, exactly. this year. Exactly, yeah. Uh, Robbo then, the fine situation. Um, I'm sure Uncle Nick will uh, will defend him to the hilt. Um, 
But again, he comes out and just uh, speaking his mind. Yeah, which I mean, as a journalist, I thought it was great. Yeah, <laughs> gave plenty of stories. And I mean, and genuine, genuine, genuinely speaking, Robbo is, uh, you know one of the best coaches in the game for, you know, his analysis and the way he looks at games, yeah. looks at things from a whole game approach. You know, I reckon if he didn't mention Henry Perinaro's name and didn't question mm. uh, his knowledge of the game, like his line where he says, um, you know, he's a guy who's meant to know the rules of the game, who's meant to understand the game. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's the line that gets Robbo in trouble. He will get a fine. I've got next to no doubt about that. They'll review that press conference tomorrow, but... I know for a fact that the NRL were very unimpressed by the fact that he he it felt like he targeted Henry Perinara. Um, you know, I, I was only thinking back to I think it was Anzac Day 2016 where he he was fined for it was a similar situation where he made it a bit personal, dare I say, uh, in some criticism of of Ben Cummins mm-hmm. and the way he spoke to Roosters players. And I think he got a forty thousand dollar fine for that. So it's a similar sort of situation. I think if I think his comments excluding Henry Perinaro's name, and even his criticism of the bunker, like, it's hard to argue. Like, the NRL have essentially admitted that Murata Niakore should have been punished. He wasn't even seen bin for a high shot on James Tedesco back in round nine. Um, likewise, Jordan Pereira should have been sent off for a high shot on James Tedesco in round eight. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's plenty of... It's a fair argument. They do continually miss high tackles on Roosters players. But naming Henry Perinara will get in trouble. I've got next to no doubt he'll be he'll be fined this week and serve a breach notice. So we're seeing, and we have seen all through the season, some inconsistencies, haven't we? And you touched on a few there where they have admitted it should have been a send-off. And we've seen another one uh, here involved in this one. Uh, Joey Manu, by the way, has um, sent a, a tweet out or put on social media a picture of himself in hospital. Uh, thank you, everyone, for all the support and kind messages. I'm in good spirits and recovering. Uh, well, much love for, from uh, from Joey. I will uh, reiterate again and, and state my point. There's no way in the world, in my opinion, was that intentional by Latrell Mitchell, but he needs to uh, drastically uh, adjust uh, his approach to some of these uh, these incidents. Um, mm. mo- moving on, mate, moving on. Um, in terms of players possibly being rested next week, Melbourne Storm, um, they could be missing a, a two or three anyway. Yeah, obviously Jesse Bromwich looks like he'll he'll cop a or he, he has copped a, a, a charge. Break, yeah. He looks like he'll he'll be suspended. Yes, so he'll miss one. Josh Adokar, um, his hamstring they definitely won't risk him next week. So we can be pretty certain he won't play against Cronulla. Yeah, it, yeah. it's really interesting because last night's result has sort of changed a lot of things. Like all of a sudden, Parramatta are a shot at the top four. Penrith are a shot at the minor premiership. Melbourne have a little bit to play for there. But Craig Bellamy last night was pretty clear that. Um, yeah, it's he, he won't deviate from his plan. Uh, they rested 12 players in the final round last year. I don't know that it'll be that many this year, but uh, Christian Welch, um, Cameron Munster, I could see those guys getting a rest, uh, potentially a fair few others, um, because at the end of the day, the minor premiership's great, but Melbourne's won plenty of minor premierships. They, yeah. they want to win the title. And... Yeah. They don't want to go into the finals, though, Scott. Uh, back-to-back losses. Keep in mind, Sharks, it's must-win for them, so they'll be all guns mm. blazing. Well, that's where it gets interesting because, the, you know, even like the the Roosters who still have a little bit to play for in a top-four spot, but it's probably going to get to the point where it's unlikely. They have Canberra, uh, Parramatta and Penrith playing against each other. They could both rest players. We know Parramatta will, will rest Clint Gufferson. I wouldn't be surprised if Nathan Brown's uh, rested. Junior Paulo is going to be suspended. Sean Lane could be rested. He caught the head knock last night. 
Penrith will almost certainly rest players as well. Like, there's a lot of teams that are playing against each other that the games either matter for both teams or the other team in terms of a top eight race. Um, so it, you know, it could be a bit of a false economy next week in terms of results, but they will have big implications. Mm. I'm talking to Scotty Bailey from uh, Australian Associated Press. I read an article yesterday, mate, that you wrote. So um, I should quickly chat about that too. I've got teams coming through uh, also from that, that game, uh, Bulldogs Manly. I'll, I'll update our listeners on that shortly. Um, the NRL's on track to hand out more than a million dollars in fines to players this year. My goodness, that sounds like a, a, a big sum um, compared to last year. Yeah, it's a massive sum compared to last year. I think last year was somewhere around three hundred and thirty thousand. Um, and like last year, there were slight, well, there were deductions in terms of judiciary fines, but just in terms of biosecurity breaches, off-field behaviour, uh, and then obviously the the crackdown and the amount of judiciary fines we've seen this year, it's a huge sum. We've we've never gone anywhere near a million dollars in in terms of fines dished out to players before. Um, and, and of it, you know, the, the Dragons barbecue is probably chalked to that bit. But yeah. the interesting one for mine is judiciary because this year alone we, we've had something like two hundred thirty thousand dollars in judiciary fines, one hundred sixty four issued, which is about ten times as many as last year. It's, you know, it's gigantic. You know, even going back to two years when we had no deduction or no discounts in judiciary fines, and we had a full season, there was only fifty three thousand dollars of a fine handed out. So it's an incredible sum. Um, that the NRL <laughs> taken off pay, players' pays this year, so the money goes towards uh, play well-being and education um, for them. But I, I actually think there probably should be a push that maybe the money should be going towards you know junior clubs who are struggling as a result of the COVID pandemic and you know just community clubs in that sense. So I reckon there could be a bit to play out there just in terms of um, you know if, if maybe there there should be question marks about where that money goes. All right, mate. Uh, always good to talk, Scotty. Thanks for uh, giving up your time on, on a Sunday. Um, nice to talk to you and um, always always like uh, hearing your thoughts on all things rugby league. My pleasure, mate. Happy birthday for Tuesday that oh, I hear earlier in the program. Thank birthday. you, Jamie. Yeah, you're the very first person <laughs> to wish me happy. Thanks, mate. We'll talk to you again soon, Scotty. There you go. Have a good day. Great See stuff, mate. isn't he? Lovely fella. Scotty Bailey there. Um, team news for you. Manly is 1-17 to with one exception. Let me just go through uh, here. Josh, uh, let's have a look here. Uh, bear with me. Josh Aloye will start in Jersey 17, pushing Toa Sipley to the bench. No other changes for the Sea Eagles and for Canterbury Bulldogs going through their team sheet now. Uh, there's been a swap with the hooker. Sione Katoa will start in 17, uh, and that pushes Bailey Biondi Odo to the bench. And Jackson uh, Topine comes on to the pine as well. And I have pronounced it before, um, Topine, but others call him Topine, so I'm going to call him Topine as well. That match kicking off in about... 30 minutes from now, you are listening to NRL Match Day with me, Chris Warren. Keep those texts coming in.